been having a, or doing a series here called, called Dream Big for God. And we've been using Joseph, the story of Joseph, as sort of a, a starting point for what we're uh, um, talking about. And, and we're at a point now where he has, you know, a spoiled brat, 17-year-old, favored son, uh, goes to be a, sl a slave, gets sold into slavery, and then he is in prison. And that's where we left him last week, was uh, heading off to prison. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to start, and you may want to follow along in, in the Bibles. We're going to refer, refer to uh, several things around chapter 30, 39, 40, and 41 in Genesis. So right now, uh, chapter 39, verses 20 through 23. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Let's pray. Lord God, speak to us through your holy word. And may this witness to your word be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, poor Joseph. His life now goes from bad to worse as we see him in prison. His dreams and his integrity have now transported him to an all-time low. The dreams of Joseph, you will, if you will remember, it could be said those dreams are the things that led his brothers to sell him into slavery and almost kill him. However, the relationship with his brothers was not all that good to begin with. They saw Joseph as the father's favorite, and Joseph seemed to have a way of flaunting that fact in front of them. After all, he was just 17. Anybody 17 here? Yeah, Rob's 17, okay. Um, nobody will admit it if they are, but uh, Joseph was 17. That's where it starts. And if you remember, his brother's, grabbed him, they stripped off that coat that was given to him by his father, they threw him in a cistern, they were going to kill him, and then they decided to make money off of him and sold him into slavery. Now, in Egypt, he was bought by a man by the name of Potiphar. Potiphar was one of Pharaoh's officials, and he was the captain of the guard. And as a slave, through the years, he develops his skills, and is finally given full control of his master's house and business. Joseph would have spent about 10 or 11 years in slavery in Potiphar's house. And remember, during that time, he was learning and improving and staying close to God, and God blessed his efforts. Now he's around age 27 or 28 in life, takes another downturn for as his dreams got sold into slavery by his brothers his integrity gets him thrown into prison now 
Uh, how many of you were here last week? Okay, quite a few of you. You probably left wide-eyed going, I can't believe I heard that in church. And you wouldn't believe me if I, if I uh, uh, said it now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you uh, look at it and you can see what I'm talking about. So on page 41. This is what happens to Joseph when he's about 27, 28 years old. He's got full, full control of, of Potiphar's house, except for one thing. Anybody remember what that was? Potiphar's wife. That's right. So if you look on in, in uh, chapter 39 down in verse 8, it says, So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge, and he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. And you women go, ooh. Okay. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. And everybody goes, uh-oh. Yeah. But he refused. Yeah, hey, he refused. And this is what he said. Now, now look at what he says. With me in charge, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to me to my care. No one is greater in this family, in, in this house, than, than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? You notice his integrity has to do was seeking to live for God. How can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? All right, and, then, and then this is what happened. Though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. He was smart enough to know I can't even be around this woman. But then one day, he goes into the house and all the servants are conveniently gone. And Potiphar's wife grabs his cloak and says, come to bed with me. Won't let go of the cloak. So what, is, what, is, what, is, what does Joseph do? Huh? He, he leaves his cloak and runs out of there. What's under the cloak? Nothing. Which makes him the first streaker to be recorded in history. Yeah, don't look Ethel, that's right. So, she's got this cloak in her hand. And what does she do? She tells her husband, he tried to take advantage of me. Look, here's his cloak. Now, an interesting side note is that instead, you know, Potiphar had the power to kill Joseph. He could have ended his life right then. But instead, he throws him in prison, in the prison that he oversees, because he's captain of the guard. And he also makes sure that Joseph is in charge of the whole prison. He understands Joseph's ability. And it's, he must also understand the infidelity of his wife. But he uh, uh, finds himself uh, obviously having to do something. And so he puts Joseph in jail, uh, in prison. And there he stays for quite some time, at least, uh, at least two, over two years. And uh, if, you, if you think about it, it's at this point where many would have given up. They'd have given up on themselves, they would have given up on God. Here they find themselves in prison. 
He's trying to live for God. He's trying to do everything he can, and now he's in prison. What is left to live for? You know, one of the things that is most difficult for me to do as a pastor is to visit somebody in prison. They're, they're, they know they're going to be there for a good long time. And uh, many of them are just, you know, they've, they've given up. They, they uh, are just existing. And it's just not, it's not fun. Um, and they're, they're not doing anything productive. But for Joseph, it was, totally, it was totally opposite. He continues to do what he can in prison. He, he seeks to do good for everyone that is around. And I want, to, I want to just go back and point out to what it said. What the Bible says is, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. Did you hear that, church? The Lord was with Joseph in prison. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Now, in prison, we learn that Joseph not only has dreams, but he's able to interpret dreams through the help of God. And he interprets the dreams of two servants of Jesus, or not Jesus, of Pharaoh. And uh, this, this really is kind of interesting because he's doing what he can, and he is the one who has been repeatedly been unjustly treated. He was betrayed by the people that were closest to him. He was sold into slavery by those who should have protected him. He was falsely accused and sent to prison because of false accusation. There's no hope of ever getting out, and he couldn't even count on his friends, his friends in prison. And we can see this in the story that actually starts on, on uh, uh, page 42, which is chapter 40 and goes through halfway through chapter 41. And it's there we see uh, the story of what happens in prison. And that's where we're going to settle today. It's just what, what happens in prison. He has oversight of all the prisoners, and two of the prisoners that come in is the cupbearer of Pharaoh. Now, do you know what a cupbearer is? Cupbearer is the one that, that is with Pharaoh all the time, and if he wants something to drink, guess who drinks out of the cup first? The cupbearer. And then they, Pharaoh watches him for a while. To see if he goes, or, or you know, keels over and dies. If he doesn't, then obviously it's not poison, and the pharaoh drinks from the cup. So it's a trusted person. And then there's the baker, and some they, those guys did something to tick off Pharaoh. Pharaoh throws them in prison, and over them is to take care of them is Joseph. Well, they, they wake up one day, and, he, and Joseph can obviously tell something is wrong. They had a dream. Each one of them had a dream. And uh, they were frustrated because they didn't know what the dream meant. They, they didn't know what to do about it. And uh, uh, basically, uh, Fer, um, Joseph says, you know, uh, the interpretation of dreams belong to God. So why don't you tell me what your dream is? Maybe we can through God's help, figure this out. So the, the, the cup bearer and the baker tell the dreams. And for the cup bearer, the interpretation of the dream is good news. For the baker, it's bad news. And it basically is this. In three days, uh, Pharaoh is going to restore you to being the cup bearer. Baker, not so good. In three days, he's going he's gonna to kill you. Now, to the cup bearer, 
he said, please, please remember me when you are restored to Pharaoh and share with Pharaoh my story because I am unjustly put here in prison. I don't, I, I don't uh, uh, deserve to be here in this, in this dungeon. Now, what, uh, what happens? Well, exactly what he said would happen. Three days, they both were taken out of prison. The baker was killed. The cupbearer was restored to his position. And then verse 23 says this. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. For two years, he forgot him. A friend remembered not. Anybody know where that line comes from? I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done in a sermon before, or a message. I'm going to quote Shakespeare. Aren't you impressed? It's from As You Like It, and it's perfect for today, for this message, and also for what's happening outside. Blow, blow, thou winter wind, thou art not so unkind as man's ingratitude. Thy tooth is not so keen because thou art not seen, although thy breath is rude. Freeze, freeze, thou bitter sky. Thou dost not bite so nigh as benefit forgot. Though thou the water warp, thy sting is not so sharp as friend remembered not. You know, remember a friend in need. It's not a good thing. It brings about bitterness in your friend. Two years pass. And then Pharaoh has a dream. And it wakes him up. And then he goes back to sleep. He has another dream. He, he then, the next morning, he calls all his wise men of the, the country together and tells them the dream and nobody can, can, uh, can interpret the dream. So, cupbearer obviously is right there and this is when he remembers two years later. And this is what he says. It's in uh, ch chapter 41, verse 9. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Uh-huh. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants and he imprisoned me. And he tells the whole story about the baker and, 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 and everything. And, and then he says, he says, Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. He told, we told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us giving each man the interpretation of his dream, and things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. So Pharaoh does something. Pharaoh sins for this prisoner, Joseph. And he was quickly brought out of, the, out of the dungeon, and they shaved him and they changed clothes. Now let's stop there for a minute. It seems like every situation in Joseph's life there is a removal of clothes and other clothes put on. Let me, get, let me just recap here. The favored son status at 17, he had this special robe. Um, we've uh, 
legend says it's a coat of many colors, but the, the Bible tells us it's a long length coat, sort of, and, and, and a long coat, sort of like what princes or someone in royalty would wear. And that's stripped off of him as the brothers sell him into slavery. And he then dons a slave's cloak. And while he is, is a slave for, for many years, what ends that is that he has the slave cloak stripped off of him by Potiphar's wife. And now he is in prison clothes. And he's wearing prison clothes for well over two years. And then he has to change into clothes that are appropriate to see the Pharaoh. And Pharaoh tells uh, Joseph, you know, I had this dream. No one can interpret it. But I have heard it said that you, uh, said of you, that, that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Now, do you know what Joseph says? He says, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I don't know if I'd have the guts to say that to the king, to the, to, to the Pharaoh. Like, I try. But he says, I cannot do it. And then he said, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Notice he's giving all the credit to where the credit is deserved, and that's God. And then Pharaoh tells Joseph the dream, and Joseph understands by God what the dream means. It basically is, Pharaoh, there is going to be ten years or seven years of plenty. And then after those seven years of plenty, there's going to be seven years of famine in the land. And the truth is, Pharaoh, we better get ready and we better store up things during those seven years of plenty so that the country is not ruined in the seven years of famine. And it sounded like good advice. Can you imagine a slave giving advice to the Pharaoh? But it sounded like good advice to him. And uh, so, so he does something that uh, is, is really, really kind of interesting. He, he understands that God's hand is on Joseph and he does something that is amazing. It's in 39 on, on chapter 41. He says, the Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. What God has made possible is Joseph that, that was favored son, slave, prisoner. He now rises to be the second most powerful person in the world at that time. Second in command of, of, of Pharaoh. And he is in charge of everything. Pharaoh's enjoying being Pharaoh because he knows he's got this wise man in charge of everything. Now, this is where we leave the story. There's a lot more to be told, and it will be told in, in future Sundays. But um, we, we've got him out of prison, and we now have him in this leadership role. But it's important for us to recognize that, um, you know, this, this prison time is a real time in the lives, unfortunately, of all of us. We all have been or 
or we are in prison in one way or another. I guess it should, I guess it's, we should take the, the, the understanding from the Bible that, that some of the great leaders of the Bible were, were also imprisoned physically. Not only Joseph, but Samson, Jeremiah, Daniel, John the Baptist, Peter, James, John, Silas, Paul, and even Jesus was incarcerated. So why should we be any different? And it's important to recognize that our prisons may not be ones with physical bars, but, but they're there. They're there. We may be imprisoned by intense grief. And we can't seem to get out of it. Or we may be imprisoned by a, a physical ailment that has uh, consumed us. Or there may be other things like addictions, bad habits, jealousy, anger, revenge-seeking. And the truth is, you might not ever get out of your imprisonment and at your prison. But understand that God can be there with you. Let him into your prison, as, as Joseph did. If you recall, it said Joseph went to prison, but God was with him. Let him into the things in your life that are keeping you down. Prison is anything that steals your time, steals you from doing that which God calls you to do and made you to do. And if you allow him to be with you in those low spots, those prisons in your life, then some great things can happen. You know, the Bible does not say, praise the Lord for all things are all situations. What it does say is praise the Lord in all things. You know, see, you can praise, you can praise God when things are not going well. And you can understand that God is with you and helping you develop wherever you are. And who knows? It may be that God is preparing you 